Hello, I'm Nathan. I'm James. Uh, just want to kind of preface this episode by saying uh, we're not actually doing the whole episode from the pub. What? <laughs> we, we left the pub. I'm stunned. I, 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 you clearly put something in my milk and smuggled me out of here. There's no way I'm leaving a pub otherwise. Well, to clarify, we didn't actually make it to the pub. We did an episode where we, we didn't come to the pub. We decided to venture out. I'm not quite sure why we decided to venture out and leave. Neither of us are really pub-leaving people. No, no. We clearly had an exit strategy. <laughs> and something happened. We, we had a plan yeah. to, to, to leave our normal environment. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah that, and that always works out well, as, uh, as we all know. Never leave without a plan. Never leave without That's a plan. That's what we say. But we did, and we weren't off. And you know what, dear listeners? We have got something for you. What did we find when we went out? We found mystery. We found some drama. We found desire. And, well, you'll have to listen to the rest of the episode to find out what we did find and where we went. No. It's far too light for six fifteen in the morning. My brain in the limited capacity is working. Is is sending signals of movement, and it's like pretty much every part of my body is saying no. Right, okay. And it always works. Three, two, no. Why? Oh, why were we getting up early on a Sunday? Obviously, we weren't going to the gym or anything that resembled exercise. Church? Do churches open early on a Sunday? No, we were heading to worship at the altar of second-hand bargains, the cathedral of suspiciously cheap bulk items, to sing hallelujah in praise of the weird and the wonderful. We were going to a car boot sale. This is Podcasts from the Pub. Some of the best conversations are had in the pub, we find, from serious to silly to downright odd. In this podcast, we have those conversations. We tell stories and visit the jukebox to play you songs that, well, mostly relate to what we're talking about. So let's get a drink, alcoholic or otherwise, maybe even a snack, and let's get started. As as regular listeners will know, this show, show. I love saying this show. Uh, yeah, this hastily arranged, <laughs> arranged podcast um, trades quite heavily on nostalgia. Uh, and over the last year and a bit, I've taken the odd opportunity to go to a car boot sale and <gasps> feast upon the goods from my childhood that I probably sold 
about 10 years ago after having them in my childhood. Third time around, I'm buying them all again. Uh, I just thought, well, we've got music, we've got nostalgia, there's got to be stories. We should go to a car boot sale. And also, I just kind of wanted to see you at a car boot sale, Nathan. <laughs> that, that sounds slightly odd. I mean, it was also half driven. It's not chat- a fetish or anything. <laughs> I was going to say, that. <laughs> I wanted to see you at a car boot. <laughs> do you do? I'd like to book that one, but does, does he come in a car boot version? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, with like 50 bees. I'd like that one. <laughs> but there's also something from Twitter, wasn't it? We had uh, at Pathstar uh, yeah. talking about the records he's been buying, and then we saw the account at Carboot Vinyls. Uh, and obviously, we talk a lot about music on here and about bargains. We like that in the stories. Now, I thought this was a great idea till the reality hit home that we'd have to get up really early in the morning for this. It's my life. Welcome to it. <laughs> I had a line. But we weren't just going to go for ourselves to buy games and for your fetish of seeing me at a car boot. Uh, we thought we'd actually give ourselves a challenge whilst we were there. So I got up uh, quite early, um, my hideous alarm going off, getting me up. But I needed to get up extra early to uh, make a part of the game challenge that we had that I greeted James with quite excitedly uh, when he pulled up on the Sunday morning. How Good you doing, fella? Not bad. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm not too bad, actually. Yeah, yeah, not bad at all. Got, I've got us a game to play. Oh yes, good. So we have Carboo Bingo. Carboo Bingo, amazing! Yeah. Do you actually so, have to buy it or just spot no, it? No, <laughs> well, it's up to you if you want to try and buy them. Oh yeah, there might be some awesome stuff on there. So some of the pictures, I'll yeah. talk us through as we're in the, in okay, the car, yeah. right. So some of them are kind of representative. So there's a, a picture of trolls. Right, yes. To see trolls. Yeah. Uh, board games. Okay, yeah. But I'm thinking more than sort of just one, like someone that's got a stack. Yeah, yeah. So I think if you just see a lone Monopoly, that doesn't really count. No, no, you want a stack of board games. And are we looking for classics or something you go, I never knew that was a board game? I, I think a mixture. I yeah. think mean, it doesn't matter. Either cool. either qualifies a stack of yeah. board games. Uh, a wooden tennis racket. Yes, yeah. Um, a Top of the Pops album. Right, featuring the un- incorrect artists as well, yeah. So we have the car boot bingo, uh, which which gets competitive, and that'll be coming up later. We will show you what happened in our car boot bingo. Uh, and obviously, before we could do our, our challenges, we needed to get there. And it, it just recently reminded me of embarrassingly only just got into uh, the trip with Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon. Have you seen it? it it's utterly fantastic. I, I did see, um, I originally saw the film that kind of, it spun out of a cock and bull story, which is really, really funny. Massively flawed in loads of ways, but essentially... Half the film is just Rob Brydon and Steve Coogan riffing off these, like you said, these kind of exaggerated versions of themselves, which is, I could watch all day, to be honest. And it's great. I mean, I know that if you don't like impressions, maybe don't watch it. If you don't know the setup, it is these exaggerated versions of those two uh, in the first series, in a car, going up north to essentially test out food at nice restaurants, but it is just a banter between them. And it just made me think, obviously, of our, our... regular witty repartee we have like when we did our arena tour and out in the car and I like to think that's what we're like however uh, the running gag in that series as well was Rob Brydon every time he goes to play music kind of gets shut off we didn't have that problem James you were prepped with music I had a playlist all set and ready to go here's one of the songs actually and it's a song that always makes me think of getting in a car and travelling despite the fact it's about a boat um, but it's Fisherman's Blues by the Waterboys
I think it's fair to say we, we were a little bit giddy when we arrived. We thought this was early. It, mm. And I suddenly remembered it's kind of middle of the day, really, for the hard and seasoned oh, car booters. There were people leaving when we got there who had gone and got everything they needed. And there was a little pang of remorse from me. And I always get this when I go to a car booth. Did we miss out on anything? Yeah, it's like, was, was there just that one thing that I could have... Oh, yeah, it's annoying. But you just got to... You got to let that there go. Are, there are other car boots. There's always another car boot. And also, it's an absolute bargain to get in. Yeah. Busy already. I always forget you have to pay when you turn up here. How much is it? Morning. Thank you very much. What is it, a quid? 50p. 50p? Yeah, oh, I'm yeah, this is This is quite busy. If this is a video one, we'd be yeah. able to show, oh, there's a smell of breakfast food. Oh, yeah. That reminds me, uh, I owe you 50p. I'll find it somewhere. <laughs> Oh, you know what? There's something about a man in a high-vis jacket directing cars. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Reminds me of my old steam rally days. And Your old steam... Wait, oh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, back up. Do you know what? Let's go down here. Um, Are you ignoring the directions? Did he not... Did He not? He didn't know. wave us anywhere, he did he? He didn't wave us anywhere. I can kind of see already you've got this glint back in your eye and this is what you look like on the morning. You got out giddy like a kid. Yeah, so I love James that. was racing ahead of me as we went through and the first thing you kind of get if people, if some of you foolish people haven't been to a car boot is one of the first things you get is the smell of food. Mm. Yeah, the, 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 the donuts. That's because I always used to love donuts at the... I, I've always loved donuts, basically. Uh, as anyone who's met me can tell just by looking at me. But um, yeah, that, that smell of fried food and coffee and early morning bacon mixed with tyres on grass. Amazing. It, it kind of drove you forward. James was off sprinting yeah. ahead. And I, I we had a, we had, well, I had a competition to win as well. So <laughs> I think that was, that was clear with your early victory. Yeah. Do you think, well, is that, is that an Amy Winehouse picture? Are we already seeing some gold here? <laughs> in terms of, it is, no, it's not. No, it's, it's not just quite, but uh, it is. It's pretty, pretty okay. much a look like. Oh, I, I want some board games. <laughs> oh man! Oh yeah, I need to. Hold on, I've forgotten. Yeah, here we go. Ones. Right, there you go. You spotted that one. I missed it. <laughs> James is off to a flyer. And we were kind of really quickly in in the belly of the beast of the car boot with with rows of tat either side. Oh wow! Right, this is this is is that snes? No, I thought I thought I was going to be onto it. I have put. I didn't put on the VHS recorder. Oh, yeah. What the hell is that One Direction thing? I think it's... Is it a One Direction a in car. a car? It's like that scene from um, Zoolander. It's that exactly like that. The thing is, I kind of want it. I don't know why. Yeah, this, this is, is the really, danger now. Yeah, this like is when really I, bad. I remember when I first went on eBay. When eBay first... Yeah, I had an yeah. AOL account at that point. But, um, let's just step over a sec. I've just got some safe. We're talking about AOL. I really like already the best thing about this is the tactics of the setup. You've got people here with yeah. properly done stools, boxes, yeah. and then smack back in the middle is yeah. someone that's just <laughs> unfolded a blanket I know. and dumped it on the floor. I know, and that's what I like. I it's, it's, it's it's a, but no, that's what I love is that everything is completely. It, it's a. Uh, it's almost like communism or something. It's, you just bring everything. <laughs> you just like in car boots uh, to communism. Yeah, it kind of, yeah, it does. Yeah, come on, look at it. Uh, <laughs> This is something we were definitely worried about, just the impulse buy. I yeah. think both of us suddenly realised, well, what's the phrase about keeping your powder dry? Is that... Yeah, I, I think, think that's the right phrase. Yeah. Keep the powder dry. Yeah. We, were, we were very, I think, overly keen to start with. And I th I'm not sure. I think it kind of had um, the, the opposite effect and made me suddenly be too wary yes. in his opening ones of... Because I was just desperate to buy something. There's a 
thing. I want to spend money on it and get it. I don't really need it, but it's a bar. Like as people often say, it is that eBay thing. If you yeah. go on eBay when you're slightly inebriated, just go, brilliant, yeah. a porcelain tiger. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns up, what have I bought? Why on earth have I done that? And why did I get into a bidding war with someone for it? But aside from the, the tat, like we talked about, there were these professional sellers and there were people that had really taken care. They weren't just lining up old Star Wars figures or whatever. They had carefully curated their wares. Uh, so whilst we were trying to avoid an impulse buy, we decided to go and speak to one of them. Hold on. What a, is that Lego? It's loads of Lego stuff. Oh, okay, it's first. Yeah, yeah. This guy's going to be... Are you a professional seller? <laughs> no. <laughs> this looks I like it. just an awful amount of Lego. Can I, ask, can I ask you a couple of questions for a podcast we're recording? Do you mind? No. Because this is brilliant. Sorry, and what's your name? Tracy. Hello, Tracy. We've got an astounding amount of Lego that this looks like you should be at a proper Lego fair. Do you, do you take these anywhere else or is this just coming out to, to car boots? No, I just come out to car boots. I collect Lego and I have a lot of like duplicate ones. Ah, so that's what we've got here, the stuff that you've picked up over the years that you don't you don't want. No, because I've already, already got, got it. Them. Okay. <laughs> These horses, I remember those horses. I'm now, I'm awesome. now picturing yeah. that you've got like huge cabinets. Are they Correct. on display at home? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> this yeah, is I've um, gone a bit Scooby Doo mad just recently. <laughs> I've I've just bought the whole new Scooby Doo collection so I've, I've oh, got, to wow. get a new, got to get a new cabinet. <laughs> there's, there's Scooby Doo Lego. Yes, there is See, a Scooby Doo Lego. I'm out of the Lego They do set. the haunted mansion and oh, wow. so are these so any so any of these sort of valuable? Do you get professional collectors come along and think, oh, that's valuable? Yeah. Do you have to sort of haggle with them? A bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, so what's the most valuable thing you've got? Um, I don't really bring all the valuables because okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep it myself. But um, yeah, some some of the figures that you can get are really expensive. On, you know, what's we're talking most expensive? thirty to forty pounds just for, for one, one little figure. one figure if they're really rare. Yeah. What's the rarest? What can I? What should I keep a lookout for? Um, any of the series one figures? They okay. they go for twenty pounds plus. Wow, we're in the wrong business. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and there's usually sort of twelve of each different thing yeah. in a series so yeah. you're talking wow. a lot of money just series for one, one series yeah. series one you talk about those yeah. Yeah. I love this they're all like bagged up this is so so much care to looking after yeah. them all which is brilliant do you go around to other car boots and look out for them so do you are you on the other side of the table yes. quite often yeah. looking out for the bargains looking out for the well yeah anybody the boxes that people are getting I, rid of I always keep an eye out for Lego that I haven't got yeah you know because then can you actually remember everything you've got there if you see one can no. you go I've definitely no, not got that. Not now. <laughs> not now. There, there are a few that I always look out for. Yeah. And um, everybody always asks me for superheroes. Right. I don't collect superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I did, I'd have loads. But no, I, I don't do superheroes. I've got a few Harry Potters look. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, see, this is, this is what I have to mark down to come back to my nephew's just got into Lego. And I see you've got the bags of them. Oh, yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's a, a special thing that says apparently you should get the make your own sets are way better for kids developing oh, yeah. rather than doing the yeah. follow yeah, the guys yeah, to like it. just random blocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah if, if you've um, already got like a starter kit of Lego, it's yeah. a good way of adding to it. Yeah. Because then 
children start to think, oh, well, what can I do with that piece? You know, yeah. you'll be surprised what they can build. You're, you've got your own one, haven't you, James? Uh, yeah. Well, do you know what? I might be back later. I'm, I might get a horse. I might get a horse. Just for nostalgia. <laughs> Just for nostalgia. Yeah. Perfect. And my daughter's got some Lego, and, and she'd love a horse, I think. So, and do you know what? No, I'm going to get one now. Which horse do I want? Which horse do I want? Oh, girls always tend to go for white. I don't I'll, know. Why. Okay. Do you know what? I'll go for a white horse then. Thank you very much. Thank you very uh, much. Hope yourself. One pick one. That one there. Yeah, there we go. First Thank you very much. Have a good day. The impressive thing I thought was she was so well organised of having like the catalogues to show us what she had and everything was yeah. sort of vacuum packed to keep it oh, nice yeah. and fresh. It, it was almost like a kind of it was almost like Breaking Bad, but for middle-aged Lego yes, collectors. She was exactly she like had that. little baggies already and everything yeah. like that. She knew it. She knew her shit. And thought about that. Yeah. Well, yeah. we, t- we talked about our element of desire, saying there was a hint of some of our desire of wanting to buy stuff. But coming up is some of the, the drama and, well, actually, I think outright horror of one of the items we saw. Before we get to that, uh, we've got a quick musical break. And one I thought summed up a little bit of what it's like seeing people get rid of anything. Uh, so this is Boulevard of Broken Dreams. And appropriately, because I was over there recently, by Hanoi Rocks. Show you. 
something, James. Just something that cannot be unseen. You, you kind of half froze, remember there, and went, look. And, but, well, here, we, this is our reaction to what, what we found. What, what is that? What, what Yeah, so you must draw, and... Levers and pulleys and everything. No. The same thing. I want it. I want that so bad. That is what? <laughs> I feel like you're my sponsor here. <laughs> Am I keeping you in check? Yeah. <laughs> Don't go and buy the Katie copycats. That is brilliant, though. She'd all. I, I get this horrible feeling in the night. She'd just. You'd wake up and there'd be a load of scrawling on there. That's perfect for a horror There'd movie, just be isn't loads it? and loads of writing. It might not be massively clear from that, within my boyish excitement of wanting to buy it. This was horrific, James. I don't know if you remember. Can you describe what this I, this? I'm, did, oh. I'm struggling to even put it into words. To be honest, it was some monstrous kind of Vincent Price-esque dulled thing um, but it's still in its original box oh my god someone had kept it and the copy cake doll oh my god right so basically you put a pen in this doll's hat there's a doll sat at a kind of table and like a Ouija board oh my god and you put a pen in this doll's hand and then you hold a pen and hold on to a wire and draw, and then the doll copies what you are drawing. I've just got goosebumps a little bit thinking about the kid sitting, singing to itself, playing with it. Oh, my God. And what comes out being drawn, and the doll's writing is different. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just like an, up to oh, It's a pentagram or something. Oh, oh it's, yeah. It was the freakiest damn thing I think I've seen at a car boot sale. And you you nearly bought it home with us. It would have murdered us in the car. It would have killed us in the car on the way home. I think. And written our suicide note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in really, really negligible handwriting. Yeah. I think we've got a picture of it. So if you want to go and have a look, uh, podcastfromthepub.com. Follow links through. We'll put it in the show notes for this podcast. And obviously on our Twitter, uh, Pub Podcasts. And find us on Facebook, Podcast from the Pub. And we'll have that. And some of the other pictures.
Now this is when I started to see the the skills that James brought to this. I mean, I don't know if you can say someone's a skilled car booter, but you you had this kind of peripheral vision. It was like you know when you first see the Terminator in the first one, it was a and kind of analyzes and beeps up and zooms in and out and analyzes what it is. That's what I felt. You were really, really skilled because it wasn't long till you, you made your next claim. Oh, well, do you know what? With a car boot, okay, there is a lot of shit. <laughs> a lot. Like, I, I like going in charity shops where you might go in four charity shops. Now, imagine going in 300 charity shops and knowing if I'm here all day, I'm going to hate myself. I, I want to get this done in two hours. So you do learn to quickly assess, analyse. There is a chance you'll lose some good stuff there, but you've got to do that. You've got to quickly assess. Usually, if it's a box of DVDs, within two DVDs, you can tell whether or not this type of person shares your taste in film and you can ignore the rest of the DVDs. Same with records and things like that. If, they're, if, then, if you, first three or four don't, don't light your fire, Move on, move on, son. If some of this is sounding slightly foreign to you, and we know a lot of people in Britain might be put off by that at the moment, we'll have a bit more instruction on how to do car boots. Uh, We have a a veteran car booter coming up later in the podcast uh, to talk you through some handy hints of approaching it we interviewed on the day. And I think this is where you clearly got your skills from, because this was your friend that gave us the tips, because James then found another one on the bingo. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. How did you spot that? That's because you snuck off to make a phone call. Look at that bad boy. Oh my god, that is a definite winner. That's ridiculous. I can't believe James has just spotted. We had trolls on our, our yeah. bingo, and it's not just trolls. It's trolls in a pack with. Is it a makeup kit or stationery? Oh, th- oh, oh no, it's because I saw a brush. But yes, yeah, a stationery kit, but with a brush to keep your trolls' hair nice and nice. luxurious. Man, that is some spot. Now, look, I don't want to think James got it all his own way because I, I retaliated by using some sneaky, distracting tactics. Seeing 500 Days Summer there, do you know who was originally supposed to be playing the Joseph Gordon-Levitt role? No. James McAvoy. Really? Well, I saw an interview with okay. him right? he had had his head shaved once before, before playing uh, Professor X. Yes. And it was, he said I was doing something called 500 Days of Summer. Oh. Yeah. Well, if he shaved his head, for wooden it, tennis be... racket. Damn it, because that's on my line that I'm doing well on. Yeah, that's you missed it. Spot. Yeah, you distracted and, me and. with your film trivia. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's in the case. Oh, I know. Yeah, the, it's the even wooden, got the wooden bit yeah. inside. That is. There's loads of them. Look, there's a whole pile over there. This is like wooden tennis racket oh, Nirvana. I'm have to find another one. I'm gonna have to find another shop selling me those. <laughs> oh, I'm having a quick look for top of the This. This thrills me. This is probably my favourite part of the whole day. If there was a guy, just, I mean, didn't kind of notice it straight away. We're just sitting there going, oh, look, there's a guy selling lots of duvets and pillows. That's lovely. Always oh, got some nice professional signs made, like actual printed ones. He's not sort of written it in hand or got it or printed it out himself. He'd gone to a proper sign maker's to get this printed, and it had uh, a sign up for four hotel pillars. But pillars spelt like they were columns, like pillars that stand up, not pillows. And it was. Pillars, mate. Yeah. Not pillars. Four, four pillars. pillars. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Not pillars. Pillars. Yeah. And four of them as well. It was, and it how was beautiful. 
It was perfect. Again, we have got a picture, so you don't think we're lying of that one up. Yeah. So I, I feel like we were on track here mm. in so many ways of seeing tat, of, of finding grotesque, weird things, then wonderful things, yeah. uh, enjoying bad spelling, which we've already said is a great one. We had a tannoy system going, but we were, we were a little bit short on our, our bingo. Yeah. We were falling down, and so we brought in game number two. So uh, in this game... Um, it's it's a game I've played in charity shops and things like that before. Basically, a set amount of money, a good old English pound, which I think at one point we decided, oh, have we got enough here? But no, a good English pound. Basically, go and find a random item for a pound. Um, but don't say that we had, we, it was. We needed to find something that was actually quite. Oh, you've done oh, yeah. well there. To, oh yeah, oh yeah, it had to be it had to be a bargain. Um, and there had to be something interesting about it as well. Uh, and there, there were a few false starts and a few. Well, there, yeah, there was certainly one item that I, I, I still can't believe I had such a long discussion over whether or not to buy it. And this is where we we employed some helps. We sat down with with our car boot coffee. We we laughed at the four pillars, and uh, James said, "I've got someone that can help us." Yep. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I got. I'd, Again, regular listeners will know, uh, I've got a friend called Ralph who beats me in everything. He would almost certainly beat me in a game of car boot bingo, but he is the car boot master. But before we hear about Ralph's guide to uh, how to protect yourself at a car boot and, and buy the right things, uh, here's a track. I promised I wouldn't play it in War Divine Comedy in September, but I lied. Uh, again, that's something that seems quite common at the moment. Here's a track uh, which basically lists everything you could possibly buy at a car boot sale. It's called Lost Property. Postcards and letters T-shirts and sweaters Passports and pockets Mobiles and chargers Two tennis rackets Blue wristlet packets Skin jacket, I lost it all through my life. There have been many rare and precious things I have tried to call mine, but I just.
So I'm here with, uh, regular listeners will know about Ralph, the man who beats me at everything and makes me feel low, and, but he's my best <laughs> mate. Uh, but he is a car boot pro. Uh, he, he straddles the line between buyer and seller on many weekends. So Ralph, you're here today. What have you picked up so far? Uh, so far today I've picked up an old an old miniature bottle of Geneva Gin by De Kuiper. I've got a very old and it, large has it actually bottle got, of it. Has it's it got, full of gin. It's full of old gin. Yeah. So I've wow. got a very I've got a large old bottle I picked up at a car boot with no gin in it. This is the miniature version with gin to go with the large version without gin. Sort of like a mum and baby thing. Very very nice. Uh, and anything else? Yeah, I've got a nice um, luster glass, uh, luster pink glass vase. Unfortunately, it's not signed by some great maker like Lalique, but for £2.50, didn't really expect that, and it's very nice, and Louise likes it enough to probably give it house room, so that's always a good start. Okay, so, and that's, that's house room, is that your rule it when you go be, around? It is might it be a keeper. for the house, okay, yeah, or might, are you going to shift it onto some other Porsche mark? Yeah, it probably won't go onto the stall. <laughs> it will probably find house room until it goes on the stall at a later date, okay, or get okay. smashed. So, uh, as someone who's been doing this for a few years what what are your top three tips for beginners like me and nathan going around trying to trying to work out what where we are here what what should we be looking for okay so good tip first of all is to know well first of all know what you like and back your judgment but also also understand what people are buying at the moment so obviously at the moment it's all about vintage and retro things that would have gone for in a skip a few years ago now are actually making quite a bit of money so if you want to buy and sell then look for vintage and retro things that you remember from when you were a kid or maybe your parents childhood more more importantly if you're sort of our age around 35 36 (laughs) and condition is key always remember condition so if you're not sure about something generally my advice is if the condition isn't spot on then don't buy it if the condition is great and you're not sure about it probably worth buying it because if it's in good nick then there will be somebody who will probably buy it, especially for more than you're going to pay for it at a car boot sale. Great. And and what is your personal favourite or weirdest thing that you've picked up at a car boot that you've actually purchased? That's tough, John. There's a lot. Okay. Okay. Um, Weirdest thing was probably a um, Chad Valley boxed 10-pin bowling wooden game which was the most under-engineered version of 10-pin bowling you can imagine, which meant that every time you rolled the ball, the pins fell down, nothing put them back up. You had to stand them all back up again and then start all over again, which I can imagine was probably approximately three minutes of fun for any child. I bought that for a fiver. However, I did sell it for £6 at Antiques Fair later. In. So it's all profit. So it's, it's all profit, and I was quite glad to get rid of it. So that was... Slightly odd thing, but there you go. Yeah, great stuff. Right? And uh, anything in particular you're looking out for the rest of today? Um, yeah, I want a set of flying ducks to go on my wall. Okay, that's quite. I'm quite keen on that. Like your Genuinely. grand used to have. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah okay. I really quite want them. Okay. Yeah, and the oh. vintage retro thing. That's the big vintage big ticket. Thing. And I also want an old bread bin. I've got an old bread bin, but I want a big old bread bin, big old bread so bin. I can fit more bread in it. Maybe more bread bins. Yeah, or maybe more bread bins. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks for as in to us receptacle for bread, as opposed to the young offender slang for friend. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and on that note, take care of my bread bin. Wagwa <laughs> my bread bin. Armed with our knowledge of uh, what now to do at a car boot, 
Mm-hmm. We, we we flew oh. straight after that. Like the it was it was almost breaking the seal. Once the first purchase happened, oh, just we were off in. and running. Yeah. And the first one I think after that was actually mine. Yes, yeah, um, I recall. And I've got it. Hold on, let me just see if you can guess it from just hearing. So I'll give you the sound of it. I like that one. That's a classic. Uh, if you're not guessed yet, there's still two more to come. Ooh, crikey. Oh, I like that one as well. That's almost a... It's getting close. Four buzzers, different coloured ones, about the size of a proper buzzer be on a table for a quiz show yeah. you could hit. And I saw this was like, oh, I kind of want that. A set of four answer buzzers. How much, mate? He went, a quid. I went, all right, he went, can, can you take them all off my hands and promptly then put another three boxes on the table in front 12 buzzers for a pound oh, I, I, I was ecstatic I think that was probably one of my favourite buys mm. and probably kept bugging you going no I've got I've got four buzzers I'm going for a quid I, I was I was kind of jealous at that point as well I I'm sorry you, need, you obviously now only need to speak when you press your buzzer <laughs> you need to arm your which is your one of choice Yeah, let's stop yeah. that now. It's going to get yeah, really irritating. Good. Yeah, we're going to annoy everyone now. Um, yeah, I've just no, stewarded the privacy of my own home. That was really good, actually. Um, which then, let, I, and I felt under pressure then. Um, well. Obviously. And so when I saw half a bottle of windscreen washer fluid for a pound, I was tempted. It's not illegal to sell a bong, is it? No, 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 not at all. Not that we want one, just want to make clear to any listeners, we're not actively looking for a bong for our own personal use, just of curiosity. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Look. Pound for two-thirds of a bottle of screen wash. I do need some screen wash You're now tempted, aren't you? I kind of am. I do need some screen wash. I just used the last of it. So you I put the last of it in the car. It started as a joke. Yeah. And now you realise... That's usually like five quid's worth of screen wash, though. You get yourself a bit of a bargain, really. Yeah. You'd be, yeah. You'd be foolish not to. I would really. be, wouldn't I? In pure economics. No, I'm, I'm, I'm scared of it. Oh, what's he done to it? <laughs> I don't think he's done anything. It's just yeah, it's a bit. it's a bit weird. Why although, is he although it? just yeah, like what does, it, does he not need to wash well, his now, car windows? We're, we're now technically two grown men arguing about the validity of a one-pound bottle of screen wash. Yeah, it, it confuses me. What, what, He's still asking okay, for a Leicester Mercury. <laughs> I think I've got one. Though. It's a champions one. Yeah. So, so what? What's the worst thing? Is it because you've got to carry round a jug of it? Well, I'm just worried. I put it in my car and it's actually jelly or something, and then what, my, my the windscreen wash breaks my car. It's not going to break your car, is it? Putting a screen wash in. No. It just seems weird. It's, it's like those kind of... It's too good to be... Ch- why? Why would you Why would you not need why, screen why, wash? Yeah, Maybe he doesn't have a car in. But he's at a car boot. There's a car there. And clearly Maybe see that's a not car. His. Maybe someone's driven it in for Clearly him. see but a why car. don't they want the screen Why wash? don't they want screen wash? If you put it out there again, don't sell that for I'll have it. Yeah. We've debated this far more than we have. Yeah, I need to move on. I need to move on. <laughs> It's Could like it. if someone was selling their kidney or so. Why? What? What's wrong with it? What have you got wrong with your? Yeah. Why would I want your kidney? What's wrong with it? Why if don't have, you need it? I would say if I ever saw someone selling a kidney at a car boot, <laughs> maybe that would get be peak l- car boot. <laughs> I would certainly. That is definitely one purchase at a car boot. I might ask for a receipt for. Yeah, yeah. I'll get you a pound. So as you continued uh, to debate with yourself, mm. which was quite great because you you properly stopped me going. Oh, hang on a minute. 
Why has he not got it? Maybe he doesn't have a car. Maybe someone bought him and they're going to need car wash. Well, it is cheap, though. It's, <laughs> I kind of retreated in my head. And so here's another track whilst James debates where he's going to buy the, the car wash. Of, uh, I thought that this sort of summed up modern, but it was a nostalgic day. And there's a new Chemical Brothers uh, EP out. No, it's not. I'm totally lying. That was what I was listening <laughs> There should be, though. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a new uh, Massive Attack EP come out and uh, I've been listening to it a lot and it sort of made me even more nostalgic of thinking about when I really first got into them they came out. So this is off their new EP, this is Ritual Spirit.
I, I got this item here, which is called Bodyguard, which is amazing. The DVD? Anyway. Uh, sadly not. Sadly not. Pound? Oh, cheap at twice the price. Um, the, the Bodyguard is a personal security alarm. Cost no, a it's pound. not. Look at it. It's in a box. Actually, the box it's in looks like, you know, if you go and play snooker or pool somewhere, <gasps> Yeah. it looks like what they give you, kind the, of all the chalk. The chalk boxes. Yeah, yeah totally. So It's uh, got that type of look. It's a creamy box with red on it. It looks really old and battered. And bodyguard, I would have guessed, looking at the box, that maybe it was some kind of deodorant. Okay. So then you open it up and there's this square black thing. Which so it looks a bit like got a, a little, pager. Someone's put a label maker there saying SMC4. Well, so if this one, has two, been used somewhere. This has been in in situ. It's got it's got a lanyard on, so you can hold it around yeah. your wrist. But it's also it looks like it's a slightly larger pager for anyone under the age of blah blah who doesn't know. Pagers used to be what you had before mobile phones. I know what I'm saying it's F, there's no one young listening to our show that doesn't know God. what a pager Jesus, is. Jesus, imagine, imagine the poor <laughs> sods. Um, and what I really liked is on the back uh, the way it sells it. Um, the smallest, loudest, most effective electronic personal security alarm gives 24-hour protection, and then this is the bit... That's it, it is a deodorant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but does your deodorant protect you against this? The ultimate deterrent against assault, rape, just really a matter of fact. Assault, rape, obscene phone calls. How? How? I assume you play it down the, the phone. <laughs> wow, this is making no sense. This is and better. animal attacks. <laughs> Because they're common. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Um, when I step out of my house, beset by badgers. Yeah. All if the you're time. not sure, it's useful in all distress situations. Um, yeah. Now, um, weirdly, I, I've actually used this at school this no week. Way. Not because I was attacked by an animal or anything like that. But um, in one of my classes, we're, des- we're coding and designing a, burglar, uh, a personal bag alarm. And I had to show them like what a, a personal alarm might look like. And I got that out. And clearly they all went, sir, can you set it off? And I'm like, no, because I've bought this from a car boot and I don't actually know if it would turn off if I pressed it. So you've not so tested it's never, it? No, I've never. It's, the kind of, it's like the nuclear, don't you dare. Has it got a battery in? I have no idea. You've not pressed it? I've not pressed it. This is like it's one like, of those it's, setups, It's isn't like it? a nuclear bomb. I, it's, I've got it there. I hope never to use it. <laughs> this this is like one of those setups of in a room. You're clearly the person that sees a button, doesn't go up. I see a button and go, I'm almost feeling like Tenant in that Doctor Who, a big red button. <laughs> when he goes a bit black adder. Yeah. Button. Can I press it? No. I don't want to get it. I like this pub. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to stop recording in here. <laughs> don't you dare. You are just like 11-year-old children. <laughs> Yes. Every single one of them, sir, don't worry, we'll hit it with a hammer if it goes off. There's got to be a way of turning it off. That's an off switch. Yeah, no, you say that, you say that. But I bought it from a car boot set, don't you dare. That's, that looks like an off switch. So, so it is like, it's, it's just essentially like modern rape alarms. You just press yeah. that if you're in distress. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think. I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. I've got worried it might just explode in my hand. So that was your one. I, I think, I'm not sure if it's a tie between us. I like yours for the wording. Yeah, but I think yours actually had use. Mine, Mine will never. Use. Yeah, what's an alarm that should never be pressed? Yeah, yeah. if a, if an alarm goes off in I a forest s- and nobody responds to it, James, you were getting does attacked. Does it exist? By, James, you were getting attacked by a badger. You didn't press your alarm. I didn't know if I could turn it off. Yeah, a particularly vicious squirrel. Looked yeah, at me I, I didn't want to annoy the neighbours. 
But you were spurred on by this, and I think uh, uh, we might call that an honourable draw between us of getting our, our bargain buys, but the bingo was still up for grabs. This was now getting competitive. We had, I think I needed two on one line. You needed one that would complete about three lines yeah. at this point. And it got to the point where we were now both, like, we would sit, like, I saw a couple of guitars without strings, and I was like, I'm not mentioning that to Nathan. I've already got that on my thing. Just look over there, Nathan. And it got a little bit... We were both getting a little bit het up about this, weren't we? Which was just ridiculous. I got really annoyed when you saw the guitars because I was standing right next yeah. to them and didn't notice. <laughs> I can't remember why I got distracted by again. I am like that. That uh, I should be in a sorking one about... A, what do you mean you got distracted by a bumblebee? Yeah. That's exactly what I was like. There's something over there. There's something shiny. And then James would steal in and go, I've spotted that. Na, 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 na. Yeah. And we were waiting for, what was the last item? Uh, the last item, um, was I needed a Top of the Pops vinyl album. One of the great, basically the precursor to the, now that's what I call music series. Um, and we, we said at the beginning, it didn't matter if it was one of the ones which had the original artists or the terrible cover versions they used to have, but that was what we were looking for. And this was pretty much one of the first ones I got on my list we got really early. Mm. Now, we were essentially leaving. Yeah. We... we given up and then we heard the call about the Trivial Pursuit table being seen we went back in and then it happened oh. James not only found the the record he found like pretty much the spot on definitive type of top of the pops old lady half oh, naked yeah. on the front half naked lady 76 not the original artists it, was, it had Mamma Mia on it um it was oh, there was a moment of glory there. I, I feel, Congratulations! Thank you very much. Uh, now, now I finally know what Wes Morgan feels like after lifting that trophy. Um, I'm a car boot champion today. Uh, but I think it was I a think, good battle. I think in, in the, our discoveries, what we've done. Again, it's just safe to reiterate, car boot is the winner today. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. This was uh, yeah the boy done good textbook car booting. Um, last minute. Last well, we're, we're last only just coming one. back because we had a phone call from Ralph that. We're about to go and discover, hopefully, what could be an interesting story to the Trill Pursuit table we saw earlier. Um, Ralph rang James, and we were literally on our way out. Yeah, we were just, just about finished. to leave. Called us back. We took a detour. We saw what we thought was a new spot, a new pitch. Yep. I believe is the correct terminology. Correct. Very good. There's a fruit machine. What? There's an actual fruit machine. That's not going to be cheap. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Sorry, this is what's been happening yeah. all day. It's been yeah. non-stop drama. And we came back and James spied a box of records and there was his victory. That's, yeah. that's the equivalent of like the added time. It's that like we, was, got, we got called yeah. into added time. The board went up, yeah. four minutes extra. And Hoofed the ball in, shinned it in. <laughs> I think that's a glorious, that's a Stevie Claridge in the playoffs at Wembley. Yeah. Winner is what you've got. Congratulations. So thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening. This has been our car boot special. We are venturing out again. We we are going to fix the zombie apocalypse coming up shortly. We're going to do that. We've also been in touch, and if anyone out there knows this, we've been in touch with uh, golf football, mm. uh, that, which looks I, I saw amazing. Site, I didn't realise. I, I heard you mention this, and I didn't even realise they were in Leicestershire, and they are. Yeah. I I, I cannot wait for that. If someone wants so to come and challenge us at about golf, foot football. Golf. Foot golf. golf, foot golf, you're right. Foot golf, foot golf. Yeah. got it the wrong way around. Terrible. I'm already <laughs> off brand. Um, but once you come along, that'll be great. Uh, we'll be back very, very soon. Here's well done, James. Um, I think it's only fair, though, without being too much of a sore loser, that you get to pick a winner's song. Okay. Uh, so, and I, there's only one song 
for me here. It's one of the best songs ever written. And also, okay, you've, you've said this by me, and, and I will stand by this forever. Because uh, one of the other thing, when we were thinking about what, you know, what other things could have gone onto our our kind of car boot bingo, or if we were just doing a pure vinyls car boot bingo, there's a load of different vinyls that could have gone, on, and one of them would have been any ABBA album. Um, that that seems to be a common car boot, and I've just got to go with the winner takes it all by ABBA, which I believe was also on this Top of the Pops album. I don't want to talk About things we've gone through Though it's hurting me Now it's history I've played all my cards And that's what you've done too Nothing more to say No more race to play The winner takes it all The loser standing small Beside the victory Shake my hand I apologize If it makes you feel bad Seeing me so tense No self-confidence 
But you see, the winner takes.